0: Well, welcome once again to our Yankees podcast, Believe in the Bronx, Pete Caldera here in uh, scorching hot Anaheim, California with the Yankees, Mike Stanton back at the studios in Houston, three-time Yankees World Championship. Uh, we're scorching Mike hot Hines. Houston,
1: Texas also. Yes,
0: right. And in New York, <laughs> from what I hear, too, so yeah. we have that to look forward to when we get back home. But it, yeah, all over the country. Uh, one thing that's not hot right now are the New York Yankees uh, as we speak here uh, after a Couple of devastating walk-off losses, uh, one in Colorado, and uh, one at the hands of Shohei Ohtani and the uh, Anaheim uh, slash Los Angeles Angels. Mike, I, you know what? Obviously, Ohtani is is the big topic as we're you know sure. less than two weeks away from from the, the the trade deadline here. I mean, everywhere you go here in Anaheim, it's 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 Shohei Ohtani all the time. Will he be traded? Right. Uh, uh, how much? Uh, can he expect to make on the uh, on the open market next year? Obviously, he's going to blow away what what Aaron uh, Judge received uh, last year from the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a you know a, a 500 million plus dollar player. But uh, I mean, for the right now, uh, it's fascinating to see how the Angels play this. And uh, you know, you kind of get the feeling here that uh, you know he's he's going to stay. Uh, but I mean, when you think about it, I mean, I think things could change. The Angels could uh, could get on a, a hot streak here and and maybe change the uh, change the narrative, or or yeah. some team can blow away uh, uh, the the Angels in in a deal. Uh, but I'm just, how do you feel about it? Because at right now, I, I gotta say, as we stand here right now, he's gonna be an Angel on on uh, August second. That's just my. Opinion.
1: I, I that's uh I. I think that is the general consensus. Uh, My personal opinion is they have to get something for him. Okay. I know that they're bending over backwards, trying to make him happy. Again, this is just my opinion. That boat has sailed. Okay. He's just a couple months from free agency. Why would he do anything now? Um, You know, to tell you the truth, you had a good point before we came on and said that You know, what may be the easiest way to keep him is get a big haul in return and show him that they're still trying, you know, because he, you know, he said so many times that he wants to win. It's interesting that uh, Artie Moreno came out just today earlier today in an article saying that uh, he will not trade Shohei Otani to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, that doesn't mean he can't do it in free – you know, he can't sign there in free agency, obviously, because already has nothing to do with that. But he right. said he will not go just north uh, and, and play in downtown L.A. Uh, interesting because – The Dodgers are actually one of the teams that could probably put together a pretty good package for Shohei in return. But you kind of understand, you know, you and I have spent – you're still in New York. I've spent a lot of time in New York. We know that dynamic between two teams and one city, how that can really cause some problems in the tabloids. But, yeah, I think that he has to go. I think you have to trade him. You can't just let him finish the season – uh, and not get anything in return for the best player that we've ever seen on the planet.
0: Yeah, um, and then you think about what they what they could have uh, received if they had uh, made this movie year ago. But I mean that uh, right. Yeah, right. We mentioned you know uh, on a far lesser scale in 2016 when the when uh, Brian Cashman was finally allowed to you know kind of break up the band on, uh, mm-hmm. for a team that wasn't going to postseason. They they traded Errolis Chapman. Uh, you know, one of the best closers uh, in the game at the time to the Chicago right. Cubs, uh, and got a haul of prospects that included uh, Glaber Torres, and right. then they re-signed uh, Chapman in, uh, before the 2017 season. But but that was a player that uh, that wanted right. to come back. You know, Otani's playing right. this so close to the vest; no one really knows what he wants um and and certainly uh you know we're we're gonna know once he hits free agency uh his preferences lie yeah um uh, you know but for the for the right now it's 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 a complete guessing game but you have to throw you know teams like like tampa bay and baltimore in, into this mix right now sure. teams that are uh, on the you know want to maintain their 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 playoff push here in mm-hmm. a division that that still has the you know, the the big money Yankees and the Red Sox uh, lingering around, even though they're, you know, lower in the standings than them. Um, You know, what the Yankees do here, Mike, um, you know, you got to think, right, I mean, just off the bat that uh, what they would have to spend in prospects and what they've already spent uh, last year for an unsuccessful, uh, you know, trade deadline haul uh, is probably not going to move the needle uh for the angels uh you know to to make a move like that if they're even considering trading uh uh an otani to to new york but um you know the yankees have to look they have to look anywhere they can under the couch cushions to get offensive help because this is a team that it is a it is a nightly struggle for runs i mean we've seen this with and without aaron judge you know frankly in, in in this lineup i mean they weren't setting the world on fire offensively as a lineup when, when they had judge uh in there too and now you know hopefully they'll they'll get him back at some some point in maybe early to, to mid-august he's now on the field uh doing some sprinting uh in the batting cage on the field so uh you know we're we're getting closer even though there's still no timetable uh, for Judge, but uh, you know they're going to need some help to pull this team uh, across the finish line if they can get there.
1: The thing is, I don't think we're ever going to get a timetable until yeah. Aaron actually goes out on a rehab assignment, until he actually right. starts playing again. And I think the the Yankees have proven that that's going to be uh, that's going to be the way they they play this. And and I don't blame them, just simply because if you have a setback or it just makes everyone look bad. So, and the last thing Aaron wants to do. Is, is look bad in the pinstripes or make the organization look bad. So uh, I, I think that once he gets – even even once he goes on rehab, then you don't even – you still don't know how long the rehab is going to be. Um, but it's great. It's, it's good news that he is on his feet. But you have to remember, we talked about this the last time you and I got together. You know, this is not a new occurrence for this Yankees team. If you look at what happened last year in the second half, it was Aaron Judge. He basically did it all himself. Uh, the yeah. whole rest of the team had an OPS of somewhere in the mid-600s. I mean, it's incredible. The, the lineup that Aaron Boone put out there last night, the highest OPS, on-base plus slugging, uh, was Gleyber Torres. At 754, which is, you know, right around league average, maybe even on the low side of league average. So you you look at that and you can understand why there have been so many struggles. Getting Aaron Boone back, I'm sorry, getting Aaron Judge back will make Aaron Boone feel a heck of a lot better. But it's still not going to answer the questions. He's not going to be able to do it by himself. Because if you remember last year, they were doing it from first place. They're doing it this year from last place. Yes, they're still – it's nine games back. It's a it's a sizable lead, but it's not insurmountable. It's not something that they can't overcome. But they have to start scoring runs for this pitching staff. Yeah. The rotation also has to start going deeper into the games because they're going to burn the bullpen out if they haven't already.
0: Right. Think about it. Uh, both these teams, uh, the Angels and the Yankees, came into this series nine games out in their division. But uh, yeah. is it – obviously a different perception when you're talking about the Yankees. Uh, there's a new dynamic in in this lineup uh, that that's interesting. Uh, Os- Oswald Peraza was called up. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson's on the uh, IL with a uh, with a torn calf. Uh, I, I know that's not going to shake up uh, Yankees universe uh, I mean too much. I mean the way he was uh, re- received at the stadium and but yeah. you know the, the production being what it was. Um you know this was an area where the Yankees needed to uh, make an upgrade if they could, and they might be able to do it within the system. Uh, now that uh, Parraza is up, uh, you know this is a player that uh, you know you, you thought going into spring training had had a leg up on on Anthony Volpe to win the shortstop job. Had to go back down to the minors, and now he's up playing uh, third base. They can also use him at second base and mm-hmm. and spell him at short uh, uh, occasionally. But they put him at the top of the lineup yesterday, and he was on base all five times. Uh, with four walks and a single, you know, showing, you know, some of the, you know, the offensive, uh, you know, dynamism that uh, he could possibly create when he's uh, when he's in there and and contributing every day. So I, I think that's one dynamic to watch because this team yeah. hasn't had a leadoff hitter uh, all year, really. And, uh, and, and, you know, just right out of the shoot he was he was pretty good.
1: Well, we also have an issue with uh, with this Yankees lineup with just the the, um, the theory in which they're going about their business, which is swing, big hit the home run. They had 17 strikeouts yesterday. So a guy getting on base five times is awesome. But if you're yeah. just going to strike out behind him, what are you going to do? Stanton went 0 for yet again, hitting in the two holes. So, uh, but yes, opportunities. That's really, you know, you hear players, you hear organizations talk a lot about the process. It's all about the, it's not about the result. You can't chase hits, it's about the process. And one of the processes offensively that you're looking for is scoring opportunities you know, you can't rely on the home run. No one can, no one hits enough home runs, especially against, uh, uh, quality pitching. So you have to get guys on base. So, you know, what he was able to do getting on base five times, that's awesome. You know, and if he can continue, probably not at that level, but if he continue to get on base at a high level, that's just going to give that much more opportunity to the guys behind him. So there there's your process, but, you know, again, one of the issues we have is this is a big swinging club. They're trying to hit the ball. You know, it's the the the, the Earl Weaver approach, the three run home run. Yeah. You know, they're trying to hit the ball out of the
0: ballpark, and what comes with those big swings is a lot of swing and miss. Right, and we should also mention too that you know, Praza has not historically not been a, a high on base guy. This right, was just a but a good uh, game. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was a good game, but but it I think it was but you a got you also
1: run. have you also have to like you know the eye at the plate. I mean for him to yeah. get on five times great, but him to walk four times because this is a guy that's usually wanting to swing the bat. So what that says to me is he's in a good mental place. He didn't come up uh he didn't come up, you know, with the game going really really fast. He came up realizing what his strong suit is. You got to make big league pitchers throw strikes. He did that and got on base a bunch.
0: Yeah. And you know he's been a, a trade chip as well too, and a guy that's uh, mm-hmm. you've heard his name bandied about in uh, uh, you know as as an ask. They haven't uh, you know found uh, you know they they resisted trading him uh, last last year, especially uh, uh, in, in the Louis Castillo deal. Uh, that was not a player of the Yankees one of the, one of the part with. It seems like, but uh, you know, but you got to think that uh, for right now. And for, you know, this winner, whatever needs they are, he, he's still among those players that, uh, you know, that, that Brian Cashman has that, uh, sure. you know, that, that teams are asking for. I'm wondering if, if they're they're pitching surplus, if everyone's healthy and you saw Severino, you know, have a, a, a decent bounce back start uh, last night against the Angels that, uh, you know, if perhaps a Domingo Hermann or a Clark Schmidt, are now uh, available and what you could potentially get uh, yeah. uh, in a in a, uh, in a in a package that includes those guys or, or one of those guys. It'll be interesting to see because, uh, you know, last year at, at this time, they traded somebody out of their own rotation in Jordan Montgomery, a, a trade I don't think anyone saw coming uh, for, for Harrison Bader. Right.
1: Yeah, and you know as well as I do the way the trade deadline usually works. You trade pitching for hitting and hitting for pitching. You know, you don't really see a whole lot. It happens, but you don't really see a whole lot of times, you know, hitters for hitters and pitchers for pitchers. That's why, you know, even even you don't see very often what we call a big league trade, which is a big leaguer for a big leaguer. A lot of times it's, it's a major league player for prospects. And those are just some generalities on how things work. And, and that means absolutely nothing going into this trade deadline. But you know, the other thing you have to look for is, okay, the Yankees have some real holes every actually there's not a team out there except maybe Atlanta that doesn't have massive holes in their, in their rosters, every single team, every other single team in contention needs something. Um, but you know one of the big issues is what is going to be the asking price. So yeah, you you can want all you you know, you if you're a Yankees fan, you can you can say okay, they need a, a left-handed bat in the worst way. That's absolutely true. Needs probably to be a left fielder. That's absolutely true. What are you going to give up for it? You know, are you going to have to are you going to have to retract from your big league roster in order to bring in a player or do you have enough, you know, firepower in your minor leagues to pull those trades off? And I don't know if the Yankees really have
0: that. Um, I would ask right now, what is the price on Cody Bellinger, and uh, what's it going to take to put him? Cody
1: Bellinger is probably the number one offensive other other than Shohei because Shohei is in a different category because he's pitching too, and he's like I said before the best player on the planet. Uh Cody Bellinger is probably the best. player just offensive player on the market right now. So there's going to be, it's going to be a pretty high asking price because there's going to be multiple teams that are looking for those for looking right. for, you know, a left-handed hitting power, hitting outfielder.
0: Right. And he'd be a rental too. Hey, just to wrap this up, Mike, um, you know, you were traded a couple times at the deadline, yes. back to back years. Uh, you mm-hmm. went from, uh, Atlanta to Boston, Boston, to Boston to, to, to Texas. Texas. Yep. Um, just what was, quickly what you know what was that like? I mean, were, was that a, a situation where you knew you were going to get traded? Were you worried about, uh, you know, that time? Was there, you know, what, what's the feeling like when when you know teams are the team is talking about moving you? Yeah.
1: Well, the first time when I went from Atlanta to Boston, I had I had gone and I had I had had a discussion with Bobby Cox, um, and you know it it. <laughs> It ended up being a play me or trade me talk, except mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was play. I didn't really want it to be traded, but I'm like, if you're not going to use me, let, you know, move. Me. But that was like two and a half weeks prior to the trade deadline. And it got all the way down almost to the last minute, uh, before I was actually traded to Boston. Um, and it was just one of those situations that even though, you know, I had put that out there, uh, It was still a shock there's always that first time it's always a huge culture shock you know my wife had just had my third child my my only daughter in mid-july and now all of a sudden everything's thrown up in the air so that had a lot to do with i went to boston actually pitched pretty well for boston um but um yeah that first time you're traded it just turns your whole world upside down, whether you know it's coming or not. The second time when I got traded from Boston to Texas, you know, my family wasn't up there with me. They were down here in Houston. And so that made it a lot easier. And I had an idea that one was coming because we weren't playing. I was pitching pretty well. We weren't playing very well uh, with the Red Sox. So that one, I had an idea that, that, that may have been coming. So, uh, even even after the first time, it can be you know it can make you raise your eyebrows. But uh, yeah, I was traded a couple more times. Actually, I got traded back to the Red Sox from the Washington Nationals. What year would that would be? Two thousand and five for the last four games of the season. That's a,
0: that's a story that we can tell another time. You're you're a popular figure on baseball <laughs> immaculate there. Is, you can, <laughs> I've been moved a lot. A lot. The, uh, so if, lot you, if you count up.
1: If you count them up, I played for eight different organizations, and three of those twice. The immaculate grid, i I'm, mean, i, I say, <laughs> uh,
0: on baseball reference. If you haven't played it, it's S-
1: six degrees of Mike Stanton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Plus, left-handed relievers move can can move around a lot. That's for sure. You should, yeah, you should, uh, you should. I I always feel like uh, sports writers should be uh you know. Uh, test dummies for Samsonite or some some luggage company the way we move around too. but
1: hey uh, we do need to let people know we've talked about this in previous podcasts that this year's this year's old timers day I am going to be there it's on September 9th so please come out to the stadium and say hello you
0: gonna pitch I'll
1: pitch the whole game okay (laughs) to tell you the truth Pete I throw more now than I did when I was playing yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, that's I'm good. what Andy
0: Pettit says all the time now, right? That's right. Yeah. Andy's throwing that's right. more than Don't throw as hard.
1: Though. I don't throw nearly right. as hard. But yeah, I throw, I throw as much as I throw more than I ever have. What I want to do is I want to go deep.
0: I you want to want go. Deep. My- yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see that. I would that'll be that I'll be, that, I'll be working on my swing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Pettit the groove one for it. There you go. Yeah. All right. right, will be a fascinating uh week again in uh, in in Yankee Universe and uh we'll we'll be here to uh to to talk about it and uh we're glad you joined us and it's a lot of fun as always Mike we'll see you next time. Yep. Adios. Take care.